the questions that, that all of us have about life, about meaning, uh, and about God. So um, do sign up to our Alpha course, which starts on Tuesday. Okay, today's a little bit of a, a one-off message. And I want to go back to the very beginning of the Bible. Uh, the very beginning of the Bible, we read in the creation story, uh, in Genesis chapter 2, we read where it all began. We read there of how God created the world and how God created mankind. Let's just read, if we will, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. In the dust and the dirt of the ground, God breathed life, and a man became a living being. Out of the dirt and the dust, man was created. In the dirt and the dust, God created humanity. Now, we are officially in autumn, aren't we? The seasons have changed. Uh, 2nd of October today, and we are in autumn. And things are changing all around us. You go for a walk through the park, you'll, you'll see the trees losing leaves and changing color. The, the evenings are getting colder. I wonder if anyone has turned on their central heating yet. Have you done that? Like put an extra dumper on, turn on the heating, kind of bit of a dilemma. It's kind of on the cusp at the moment. The days are getting shorter. It's getting dark now by about half past six. And if you go anywhere in the countryside or you go to a park or anywhere like that, you will see mud. Mud is everywhere. Now, I was just interested thinking about this preach, and as you'll see where we're going to go in a minute, I, I wonder what does the dictionary say about mud? Well, mud is the mixing of earth and water. That's, that's basically what mud is, the mixing of earth and water. And like I said, if you go now for a walk in the park and you walk on the grass, there will be mud on your really clean, nice trainers. There just will. I'm a city boy, you know, I'm then having to go home and wipe off the mud off my trainers because my trainers have got mud on them. You play a game of football, you play a game of rugby, you've got mud caked all over you. And, and mud, it gets everywhere, doesn't it? I mean, you can't help it. Mud gets everywhere. I remember uh, me and my wife, Jen, and our three children had a couple of days away in February 2020, just before uh, the pandemic and just before kind of everything kicked off. We had a couple of days away, and we went for this walk, went for a family walk, the five of us. And it was one of those walks where everything went wrong. Okay, we were in the countryside, we were out of London in Sussex somewhere, and we went for this walk and everything went wrong. Firstly, we'd only gone about 100 yards from the place that we were staying, and my wonderful wife Jen slipped, and she had this kind of grey kind of all-in-one suit, jumpsuit, and long coat, and she slipped and went right down on her back bottom, and the whole of her back was covered in mud. We'd only gone a 100 yards from the place that we were staying. Then a little bit further, Levi lost his boot. 
Okay, we were walking through a very bit of a muddy kind of bit of a forest and Levi lost his boot. So then he's got a muddy sock and a wet sock and a muddy boot. Then Amelia slipped over. Not quite as bad as Jen, but she had mud on her bottom, mud on the back of her coat. Then Grace tried to help her sister. And as she went to go and help her sister, she fell over. She got mud on her arms, mud in her hair. I mean, I was the only one kind of without mud anywhere. But then you try and help and you get mud on your coat and mud on your arms and, and you just get mud everywhere. We went back to where we were staying and we looked like, I don't know, we looked like something else, the family of mud. I mean, we looked like we'd just been in a bog and had a fight in a bog. We just went for a walk. But um, mud got everywhere. And it sounds a bit funny, but this, this morning I want to talk about Mud. I want to talk about mud. And in the Bible, we'll see in a minute that there is a meaning in the mud, there is mercy in the mud, and there is a miracle in the mud. So let me start with with the fact that there is meaning in the mud. Life is messy. I mean, it is. We, we like life to be in little compartments, and we like life to kind of all go one step, then the next step, then the next step. But the reality is that life is messy. Someone said, without mess in our lives, there is no progress or growth. When we look back over our lives, and we look back at times of struggle, we look back at times of mess, we look Back at times which were difficult, we can see more often than not progress that came from walking through the mud. That there was actually meaning in the mud. Let me give you some examples. I bet there's times, if you've worked for any amount of time in a job, times in your job when, when things were tough, times in your job when maybe you didn't get on with your boss, times in your job when it felt like maybe you were hitting a brick wall and getting nowhere. But through those difficulties and through that mess and through those challenges came a meaning in the mud, came progress and came growth. If you're, you're married, you've been married for any amount of time, you will know that that marriage has its difficulties. Marriage has its challenges. Marriage is a time when there could be a season of arguments, a season when you're not spending much time together, a season when it doesn't seem to be fun anymore. But if you persevere through the mud, if you persevere through the mess, if you persevere through the struggle, you will find growth and you will find meaning in the mud. In your relationship with God, there will be seasons as a Christian when it will feel like God is silent. There will be times when, when you doubt things. There will be times when you've got questions after questions after questions. There will be times when it just feels like a struggle. And why do I bother? When you look back, you will see that there was meaning in that mud. That as you persevered, there was growth and progress. I think we need to, to change how we look at mess and how we look at mud because it actually is a sign of movement. And we shouldn't be surprised by it. 
In fact, when there is mess and struggle in our life, it's nearly always a sign that God is at work. Yes, it's dirty and messy and it's not all clean and tidy, but God is at work. In the life of a church, God is at work, but it can be messy. God is at work and you say, what's he doing over there? I have no idea what he's doing over there. I can't get a handle on it, but I, but I know that God is at work. There's people coming to faith in all kinds of strange ways. I don't quite get it. And they're bringing their messy, chaotic lives into the life of the church. But it shows that God is at work. People are taking steps of faith. They're pioneering ministries. They're pioneering and reaching out to people. And it's creating mess. But God is in it. God is in it. Think for a moment about a home. Maybe your own home. And think of a home. A home that has people living in it, maybe more than one person living in it, a married couple or a bunch of singles or a family with two, three, four children. A home like that is messy. There's washing to do. There's the dishes to do. There's the hoovering to do. There's the bins to be taken out. There is mess and there is jobs to do, but there is life. There is life in that home. Picture now an empty house, a house that no one lives in. There's no mess, but there's no life. There's no mess, but nothing is going on. So you see, we must change our perspective and understand that in the mess, struggle, mud of life, there is meaning. And God is at work. Now, every character in the Bible, we haven't got time to go through it, but if we did, every character in the Bible brings mess and mud. But they bring their mess and mud to God, and he uses it in amazing ways. He, he, he teaches us lessons from their mess and mud. Think of the arrogance of Joseph, used powerfully by God. Think of the running away of Jonah, that mess was still used by God. Think of the lies of Abraham, that that mess was still used by God. The weakness of Gideon, still used by God. The murderer and kind of crazy terrorism nature of Paul, Saul who became Paul, mightily used by God. The list goes on. I want you to hear this morning that if your life feels a mess, if your life feels like it's just not where you want it to be, if it feels like you're struggling and walking through sludge after mess after mess, there is meaning in the mud. That's the first thing. Second thing I want to look at is that there's mercy in the mud. Let's turn in the Bible, come up on the screen to John chapter 8. It's a story of a woman who was caught in adultery. Let me just read the first few verses. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery. They made a stand before the group and said to Jesus, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? 
They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But look at what Jesus does. Jesus bent down and started to walk right on the ground in the dirt. He started to write on the ground with his finger. Now let's pause for a minute. What did Jesus write? Now we don't know for certain. The gospel writers don't record what Jesus wrote. But some commentators think that one of the things Jesus might have done was that he wrote down in the ground, on the ground with his finger, the names of some of the people in the room and some of the sins that they committed. So like Cephas, the liar. Okay, Lois, the gossip. You know, like Jesus was writing down some of the names of the people in the room and the sins that they had committed. Let's read on, verse 7. When they kept on questioning him, Jesus straightened up and said, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote in the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, which is interesting, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. They left. Ashamed, they left. They left because their dirt, their lives had been written down on the ground. And then we get to this most beautiful part, this picture of the gospel. Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Isn't it interesting, I want you to hold this thought, that the one who was left behind, Jesus, was the only one without sin. The only one. All the others had left. All the others had gone. Whether their sins and names had been written on the ground or not, they had left. They had gone. The only one without sin was left. And the question was, well, does the one without sin condemn me? Does the one who is spotless and pure condemn me? And Jesus says, I do not condemn you. Go and leave your life of sin. The only one who could condemn the woman caught in adultery did not condemn her. Because, you see, As the Bible tells us in Romans 8 and verse 1, there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. You see, the only one who had clean hands did not condemn her. The only one without a list of sins did not condemn her. And I want you to understand, you see, the enemy always will try and take rocks to throw at you and condemn you. But Jesus, this is what Jesus does. He gets down in the mud. He gets down in the dirt. He gets down with 
the woman and says, you are not condemned. I will forgive you. I will wipe away your past. You are loved. You are forgiven. There is mercy in the mud. Every one of us are dirty in some way. Every single one of us are sinful in some way and to some degree. And Jesus stoops down and gets down into the dirt. He stoops down and says, you are not condemned. And you see, and you need to understand this, this is the major difference, one of the major differences between Christianity and all the other world faiths out there. Because every world faith, whether it be Islam, Hinduism, whether it be Sikhism, Christianity, they all agree that mankind is sinful. They all agree that mankind is messed up. They all agree that mankind is a failure, that mankind is not perfect. But this is where they differ. They all would say that mankind is in the dirt and in the mud. But every other faith offers a way out. Islam says there's five pillars you have to follow to climb your way out of the pit, to climb your way out of the dirt. Judaism says there's 10 commandments and 613 laws that you have to follow to get out of the dirt, to get out of the pit. Hinduism says you need to live a good life and keep living it until it becomes perfect, until your karma is perfect. Christianity says mankind is stuck in the pit. Mankind is dirty. Mankind doesn't have a hope. So you know what Jesus does? He comes down into the dirt with us and offers us a hand and says, put my hand into yours and I will lift you out of your miry clay, out of your pit, and out of your dirt. That is the gospel. That is the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to hear this today, every single one of you, that there is mercy in the mud, mercy in the dirt, and mercy in the mess of your life. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus tells the power of the prodigal son. I'm sure you, many of you will know it well. The son takes his inheritance. He goes out and squanders it on wild living. And he ends up living with the pigs in a pigsty, in the mud, getting dirty and smelly. And he suddenly realizes that his best bet is to go back to his dad. Even though he, by having the inheritance, wanted his dad dead, that's what it is when you take an inheritance in the olden times. You, you wanted your, your, your father to be dead. That's what he'd done. But he was like, no, I will go back to my father. I'll go back to my home. He expected to be treated as a slave. He expected just if he was lucky to be welcomed into the outhouses and put to work with the animals. But the Bible says that while he was still a long way off, the father saw his son, had compassion over him, ran to him and hugged him. And I don't want you to miss this. You see, when the father would have hugged his son, he would have smelled. He just spent months with pigs. I mean, pigs are disgusting animals. They smell. They live their life in the mud. So the father is coming up to his grubby, muddy, dirty, smelly son, and he's putting his arms around him. 
and he's loving him and he's hugging him and he's accepting him. And the father gives him three things. We're not going into all three, but the first thing the father gives him immediately after he's hugged him and welcomed him is he takes a robe. He takes a robe and he puts it over his son. He he takes this robe and he covers up the dirt, the mud, and the mess of his son. Now that robe is a sign of salvation. That, That robe is our robe of righteousness that we have through Christ Jesus. And you see, that robe of righteousness covers our sin. It covers our dirt. It covers our mess. Isn't that a beautiful picture that however dirty, messy, however bad your life is, however messed up is God, that if you come to the Father, he will take a robe, a robe of righteousness, and he will cover your mess. He will cover your mud. He will say, you are my son, you are my daughter, whom I love. There is mercy in the mud. Mercy in the mud. Third and final thing. There's a miracle in the mud. In the very next chapter, in John chapter 9, we read of a man born blind. Let's pick it up in John chapter 9 and verse 1. As Jesus went along, He saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So the disciples are asking, well, this man is blind. Who made the mess? Who is to blame? Is it his parents? Who is to blame for this mess? Jesus isn't worried about that question. He just wants to come and fix the mess. So look at what he does in verse 6. After saying this, Jesus spat on the ground. He made some mud. I'm not going to do this, but he made some mud with the saliva and he put it on the man's eyes. Go, he said. Wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Jesus spat on the ground. Jesus made some mud. He put it on the man's eyes, told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam, and he came back seeing. A miracle. Remember what I asked at the beginning, what we said, the dictionary definition of mud is. Mud is earth and dirt and water. I want you to have in mind here a picture of the miraculous. And the picture here is this. The dirt is our humanity, our lives. But when the water of the Holy Spirit comes into contact 
with our dirty, messy lives, there's a miracle in the mud. As humans, we feel dirty at times. We feel when we let someone down or we lie or we go back into the same habitual sin. We feel dirty. And we feel somehow that we, we can't come into contact with the, the pure water of the Spirit. We, we feel like we can't touch the, the divine, the, the holy God, the, the, the holiness, the purity of the Lord. But you need to understand that that's not the way that God works. You see, God says, let your dirt come into contact with my Holy Spirit with the purity and holiness of God, and in that combination is a miracle. Your weakness connected to and in combination with the power of the Holy Spirit, that's when miracles happen. We need to let Jesus into our dirt, into our mess, and then see what he can do. You see, the tendency is, no, I don't want you, Jesus, to come into my mess. No, Jesus, I don't want you to come into my dirt. I don't want you to. So we push him away. But Jesus says, no, if I come into your dirt and into your mess, my water will make mud, and there's a miracle in the mud. There's a miracle in the mud. And miracles come about through that divine connection of mess and humanity and the power of God. I want you to hear, all of you, I want you to hear, add water, add the Holy Spirit, because when you add the Holy Spirit, yes, there may be mud, but there's a miracle in the mud. Pour the supernatural into your natural and see God at work. Pour the Holy Spirit into your doubts and into your questions and into your pain and into your circumstances and see what God can do. Remember in John 9, Jesus isn't always interested in the reason why you got to that place. He's not interested in who caused it necessarily. He just says, come to me. Come to me with your dirt. Come to me with your mess. I will pour in my spirit, and together there'll be a miracle in the mud. We sometimes think God can't do a miracle through me because I'm dirty. Because you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I did last week. And so we discard ourselves. But that's not how God works. He says, come to me. Come to me, all who are weary, all who are dirty, all who are broken. I will pour in my spirit, and then let's see what I will do. So in the mud, in the mud, in the mess of life, there is meaning, there is mercy, and there are miracles. Jesus gets on his knees and is there at work in the dirt and in 
the dust and in the mess. Jesus loves to get down in our lives, get involved in our lives and bring about mercy and bring about miracles. So I want to leave you with two challenges. The first one is this. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ today, or maybe you're not sure if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to hear this. There is mercy in the mud. No one is too far from God. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. I will get down on my knees. There is mercy in the mud. I do not condemn you. The world may condemn you. You may condemn yourself, but I do not condemn you. I love you. I want to demonstrate a mercy in the mud. And can I just make another plug? If you don't know you are a believer or you just have questions and you want to work it through, please, Alpha is the best thing that you could do. You can make friends, you can ask questions, and you can follow this through. Because the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ is for every single one of you. So sign up to the Alpha course. The details are on the back of a leaflet, or you just go to the website, and you just type in a few details, and you come here 7 o'clock on Tuesday. We would love to see you, and we would love to help you walk through your questions and find the mercy of Jesus in the mud and mess of our lives. So that's the first challenge. There's a mercy for every single one of you. It's the mercy of Jesus that says there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And then the final thing is this. Many of you will be sitting here today and you need a miracle. In your life, you need a miracle. Maybe you need a healing, a physical healing. Maybe you need a financial breakthrough. Maybe uh, you need help at work. Maybe there's a a relational difficulty in your family that is breaking your heart or, or pulling you down. It could be a multitude of things. But the word to you today is bring your dirt and bring your mess to Jesus. Let him pour on his water. Let him pour on the water of his Holy Spirit. Let him pour the supernatural into the natural. And there, in that intersection of dirt and mess and the natural and the Holy Spirit and the supernatural, in that intersection, that is where miracles take place. And for some of you, you need to bring your mess and bring your dirt to the Lord Jesus. Don't hide it away. Don't think it's too dirty, it's too messy, it's too disgusting. I'm just going to hide it. I mean, God knows anyway, but please don't do that. Just bring it to him and let him pour his water and let him make some mud. And in the mess and in the mud, let there be a miracle. So let's pray. Maybe the band can come up ready. I'm going to pray. We're going to worship to close, but let me pray. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Let's be still before we respond.
Lord Jesus, if we are real, if we are honest, all of us know that life is messy. All of us know that there are difficult situations that we are currently in or we're about to be in or we've just come out of. There's mess all around us. Lord, I pray that this morning people will understand that in the mess and in the dirt and in even the pain, there is meaning, there is mercy, and there are miracles. Let's stand before the Lord. Before we sing, I'm going to ask for a response that you can do physically or you can do in your heart or you can just let the words wash over you. But my challenge to you today is this. I want you, if you will, to put your hands before the Lord like this and offer him the dirt, the mess, the area of your life that is painful, that seems impossible, that seems like there's no way through. My eyes are closed, and you can do it in your heart, but sometimes physically with our hands, when we do something, it, it symbolizes what, what we're doing inside. It helps us earth what we're doing. So if you want to, and if you would like to, I would like you just to offer up before the Lord the area of dirt, the area of pain, the area where you need a breakthrough, the area where you are struggling. Offer it up before the Lord. Because I want to pray for the water of the Holy Spirit to come, for there to be a mud, and in that mud, for there to be a miracle. So Lord Jesus, you see us. You see us offering up our mess, offering up our struggles, offering up our dirt, offering up whatever situation it may be. And I want to pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you would pour out your spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Pour out your spirit. Pour out the perfect, beautiful water of God. The living waters. Pour out your living waters, Lord Jesus. And Lord, as we watch, we might think, well, that's messy. That's muddy. Uh, does it help? Does it help? The Lord would say, as my spirit comes into your mess, as my spirit comes into your dirt, that is where the miracle is. That is where you will find breakthrough. That is where you will find the job that you need, the, the, the healing of the relationship that you desire. That is where you will find the physical healing that you desire. That is where you will find it. As the natural and the supernatural intersect, come Holy Spirit, come and meet with us. We thank you, Lord, that you are not detached from the world, but it is in the mud that there is a miracle. We thank you, Lord. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We're going to sing in a moment, but just, just keep in this place.
whether you feel it or not, the Holy Spirit is here. His presence is here. And if you've asked him to, he will be pouring out his water into your life. He will be pouring out his water of life into your situation. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, that there's a miracle in the mud. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is here. He's meeting with people. He's pouring his water into their lives, into their dirt and into their mess. And through that, a miracle will come. Through that, blind men see. Through that, the breakthrough.